0: Welcome back to the podcast, That's Enough Already, where we discuss stuff that shits you to absolute death. And what about you shits you to death? Like, we're not all perfect. We can see our own flaws, although I've seen in the past some people really struggle to come up with a problem. But this week I'm talking to Matt O'Kine. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a podcaster. He does a podcast with Alex. It's called Matt and Alex, pretty easy. Uh, and it's out every day. He's a musician, an author and a dad and just a an all round great guy. I've worked with him heaps. We've done TV shows together. You're going to love him. I love him. Uh, and you'll find out how much our love is, how strong it is, uh, by the amount of swearing that we do together. Because uh, nothing says comfort like intense swearing. So there's a bit of a language warning on this one. We cover everything, porn, swearing, you name it. Um, I mean, you know, just normal adult stuff that we all talk about. Isn't this what everyone talks about at work? Anyway, I'm touring in October. If um, COVID steps off the grid, check out my website. Um, and otherwise, go look up Matt on his socials. Matt O'Kine. Strapping. Shh, that's quite enough. Just, Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please.
1: Uh, 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 yes, I can hear. Calm down, Matt. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut what? up. Oh, shush.
0: You're acting like a. Like a Gen Xer instead of like a millennial.
1: (laughs) Well, I am. I feel like I am, you know. I think it's having a kid. The moment I had a kid, I just became old. Like I was lying in bed the other day. Like I have to brace to sneeze. It hurts, you know. (laughs)
0: Mike, imagine if you actually had her. If you actually had to push <laughs> Sophia out of your penis, you would have to have a little hanky at the end of it so you didn't <laughs> squirt all over the bed.
1: <laughs> I'm bra- I'm holding on to two things. Have to, yeah, I'd have to yeah. clean up afterwards. No, it's, it's yeah. a real disaster getting old. I like the
0: honesty that comes with it.
1: Yeah, I mean what I enjoy about getting older is I look back on how I was living for a while there in my 20s and I'm just like, that was disgusting.
0: You know yeah, when I mean? you like, look at you, if, if, if you know, they say, if you could talk to your younger self, what would you say? And I'd say, fucking ew.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> All this stuff you're doing, the way you're living, there's a futon in your lounge room with someone else's spew on it. You know, like yeah. what's what is this life?
0: It smells funky. Your life smells funky. <laughs> yeah. If you died in your 20s, that's what people would remember of you. They go, like now, when you get together with friends that you've had for years, you go, oh my God, do you remember that futon that you had? And you're like, oh, fuck, I, I can't talk about it. But if he had died then at twenty nine, that's what everyone would talk about.
1: They'd be like, "Oh, you know, he, he was a real carefree guy. Just had vomit on his futon and didn't <laughs> care about anything." It's like, no, I yeah. cared. It was disgusting.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't have the tools to to move on from that fucking futon. But no, but isn't it like this? Is what I say to my niece because she's twenty eight, and I say to her, you know, they they were struggling. They just bought a house, so they were scraping to put together a deposit and everything. I said, it sounds terrible. I said, but you're going to remember, this is going to be your favourite part about buying the house. This is struggling part.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Because when you struggle, you pay attention. You're aware of everything. You're like, fuck, okay, I can put $10 in the car, you know, petrol. Uh, we're not getting a registration for the car just yet. We'll do it next week. But, you know, sort of everything is like so strategic and so carefully planned that you're very aware of your life. Whereas when things are going well, you don't pay that much attention.
1: No, and I mean, it's the same with, um, you know, when stand up, I was talking to someone recently about this, uh, or not just stand up, but, you know, acting. I remember I, I just graduated from drama school. I was 20 years old. I just moved out of home. I was living in a, it was a two bedroom, it was a two bedroom apartment in a little two-story brick flat at the top of this hill, but because we were on the top floor, we called it the penthouse, right? <laughs> and we used to get invited. We used to get visited by this cat. We don't know who owned the cat, but we called the cat Tony Soprano. And we used to play FIFA all night. And I remember we, uh, I, I got this gig on. Um, a show called H2O, Just Add Water, which is still getting played to this day, it, like just constantly all around the world. It's in Dutch. I mean, the, I'm I'm speaking in German that I don't understand. You know, it's like it's it's wild. Just and I had cool. I did like four episodes. But I remember driving to this gig and it was a day on set at SeaWorld. And I remember thinking, I'm getting paid for this. And yeah. it was, I remember cruising down to the Gold Coast in my dad's Toyota Camry, winding the window down. And I put on this brand new Jay-Z album that i just downloaded and burnt onto a CD. Wow. And it was 4am in the morning and the wind was coming in. And I remember just thinking, I've made it. You know, yeah. like This is it. And it was How like, it, it doesn't, now it's like you get the call sheet and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll turn up. But yeah. back then it was like, this meant everything to me, you know? So yeah, you got to enjoy the struggle the, the on the way up. You just got to do yeah. it without a vomit couch.
0: Yeah. I mean, but I mean, even that, you look at the vomit couch <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that that was part of my, you know, that's formative years. You need yeah. that. I remember when I would get gigs, you know, like that, like windows open in the Camry. I'd think, you know, you get there and people were, were bitching like production people because you know you you weren't hanging up with the stars, you were hanging up with all the production people. <laughs> um, and to this day, they are my favorite people to have lunch with, and you know the crew. And they go, so and so is real difficult, or so are you here? How they bitch about the stars? And I think that's when you learn to not basically be a cunt, you yeah. know. <laughs> and, and you go, I, I never want want um, the crew to talk about me like that. You know, I want to show up and be respectful and do all these things. But now I decide, like sometimes I get the, the call sheet or something i'm like wait where where am i going to be doing
1: yeah. all this? <laughs> <laughs> you're like no this is never going to work can we move the tables no. please can we put up this over here <laughs> and you're like honestly do i have a trailer or a dressing room or what are we, what are we talking here this looks
0: like a lot of fucking shade spice here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, quickly, quickly how things change and things are forgotten. Eh?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I still try to be respectful. But I mean, you know, you know, and this is I you know the the assholes that you start with that you go, fuck this guy's high maintenance, or you know, this guy's real rude, or they seem to sort of drop away mm. the higher you get. And so when you get to a certain level, you're like you don't deal with a lot of dickholes anymore.
1: Not as much, hey. I mean, people sometimes get a bad rap in public. And I mean, you know, sometimes you hear about celebrities getting bad raps, proper like full-blown, you know, Hollywood stars. And, and sometimes I wonder whether that's just, you know, whether that's them just having to put up with so much shit so often that uh, are every we, now and Are we then, talking
0: about Ellen?
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I was talking about Ellen before. I'm sure, I'm sure that she's, you know, rude in her work. I'm sure, probably, because... Yeah. She's the CEO of a huge company. And I and you know what? Here's the thing. People take the piss. That's why, you know, yeah. when, when you're like, when when if she's the boss, there would be so many people taking the absolute piss that of course she's going to snap yeah. at heaps of them, right? But then yes. I wasn't there. So I don't know if all the full allegations, et cetera. So I don't know. W- one thing that I'm noticing more and more like, you know, I think that there, when I was younger, I used to believe that people who sort of made it in the industry kind of got lucky or were... In some ways, sometimes didn't deserve it, but yeah. I mean, like the amount of work that those people put in when when they're at the top, it must be insane. And like, yeah. and they and the consistency of which they deliver the product day in, day out on the biggest stages in the world. I, yeah. I have to take my hat off to anyone who's who's kind of doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't realize how much admin is involved. I think when you just start out, and you know, you're sort of working you know, open mics, but even that is really difficult. But when you're doing open mics or so you're working for dinner and $40 per gig, you know, <laughs> uh, and you're sort of in awe of the fact that anyone would give you any kind of money for the jokes yeah, you yeah. do on stage, you're like, yeah, I'm crushing this shit. <laughs> then you you kind of go, I, I remember reading a column uh, from a pro comic. She, You know, she's a columnist too, and uh, even that didn't dawn on me. Uh, and she goes, people think that comedy is not hard work, but there's a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of, and I thought, like, come on, you know, like you're driving to a gig and you're talking <laughs> shit and you get to swear and drink beer while you're doing it. So to me it was an absolute picnic, but then as soon as, uh, As soon as I started and I started realizing okay, then you you started realizing
1: you're a company now and then you've got you know, probably got employees and like you've got all this business and finance you gotta sort out. Yeah, of course. But that's you know, it's good in itself that it exists. Yeah. Where are you in Melbourne? I know I'm in Sydney and I you know, I just I just did the very the supermarket with my daughter Sophia.
0: How old she two? Two. And a half.
1: Yeah. She literally just, like as in minutes before I joined you on this podcast, just discovered the um window button in the car. And nice. so now she's now it's like, I wanna wind it down. No, I wanna wind it down. And I'm like, We yeah. ha- we literally have to get out. Okay. We yeah. have to get out. It's like no, she's having yeah. the most mammoth meltdowns. It's it's yeah. killing me.
0: You um wrote a kids you did kids music. Yeah, we did.
1: Or? We did. We did a kids' album. So I'm in a duo with another artist, um, musician from Sydney called KLP. Uh, our duo is called Diver City, and we did a, a debut album last year called Welcome to Diver City, uh, and it was nominated for an ARIA Award, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, the Australian yeah. Music Awards over here. Yeah. And then, um, and then we've got our st- a second album coming out soon. So, but again, you know. I haven't even played her. I've tried to play her the second album and she just says, no, no. Yeah. As soon as I press play, she goes, no, not this one. And I'm like, but yeah. I've, I've been yeah. working on this for a year, you know, and she just hates I it. I this for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she she took a while to come around to the first one. She was very much like, no, like all she wanted was um, Emma Wiggle. But um, now she's, yeah, now she she, she likes the first album. She, I need to win her out of the second one. And Bluey, she's obsessed with Bluey at the moment. Do you know what? I I mean, because so I'm because I'm from Brisbane and that's where yeah. Louis set. Like yeah. I'm constantly finding myself quite jealous of their house. And like where they live. And like I'm like, I've done the maths and I'm looking at it like the top of a hill. I'm pretty sure they're in Paddington or Red Red Hill. In the hotel episode, right, they they, yeah. they go through the hotel. There is at least four bedrooms, okay? So the kids have got a room, plus there's a study, plus there's the master bedroom. Then there's at least one bathroom. I'm pretty sure there's more, but it's a separate toilet as well. There's a yeah. downstairs and an upstairs. There's a huge backyard. There's views yeah. that extend to the city. They'd be sitting on, I mean, a house like that, maybe 1.5. Four 5, point eight. I was thinking 4.9. Right, and the current after. <laughs> yeah, they're on. They're on. Uh, they're on Blinderberg um, yeah. Group money. They're on. Um, oh, I can't even remember the big names anymore. No, I'm trying to figure out what the dad does. You know what? Do you know what Bandit does?
0: No, no idea, mate. I switched that on so I can zone now. When Bluey <laughs> comes on, I'm in a coma. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Do you wonder, like, because you do a lot of stuff, like you're an actor, you're a writer, you're you're music and rapping and comedy and all of this shit, right? And do you wonder at, at what point would she look at you and go, Jesus, you're good at what you do, or please stop doing the shit that you're doing. Are you scared that you'll be embarrassed (laughs) with what you do or impressed by what you do?
1: I mean, it depends. You know, there's a lot of. So, say a show like The Other Guy, where my character is a real. I love The Other Guy. Bit of a grub. Oh, thank you. But, you know, there he's doing drugs. He's waking up naked a lot. Like. Sponging piss. That's, yeah, he's (laughs) pissing the bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like. (laughs) I'm like, oh, th- that, that'll that be one of those things where I hope she doesn't see it because she won't see it. She won't see that and she won't even understand or know about that for a long time. So I'm oh. hoping by the time that she's old enough to even get it, which would probably be what, eight or nine if someone yeah. in the schoolyard says, my mom says your dad has some show and he's, you know, does drugs and or something. Then hopefully it's, I mean, I don't, I don't think it'll be popular by then. You know, I think it'll be sort yeah. of old news. So hopefully it'll disappear by then. The music stuff She she doesn't quite understand it because I've got a cookbook at home and I've had this cookbook since she was born and it's got my face in it and I'm in it because I hosted a cooking show. And she used to pull the cookbook off the, you know, counter and bench and stuff and then open it up and then point to pictures of me and go, dad, dad. And I'll be like, yeah, that is dad. But I don't think that she knows that that's not necessarily normal. So I'm going to, I'm intrigued to know whether she will kind of go to her friends' places and be like, where's, the the where's book the book with your dad in it you know what i mean like yes. i thought that everyone had one it's like a, a, i remember um hearing someone on the on the radio once her, her her parents had only ever been lounge members um when it comes to airports and so her whole life she grew up going to airports and going into the lounge yeah. and she didn't really understand that that's not what everyone had so access
0: that'll to so
1: that would be our kids yeah, yeah i know i know so i'm like <laughs> Yes, that is the level that I want. I used to hate the idea of silver spoons. Now I'm like bigger spoons, please. In your- yeah, I yeah, want one my-
0: diamonds in that handle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so so like she's yeah she just thought that that's what the the airport was. So like uh, yeah, so you know maybe maybe Sophia will think that as well. But I mean, undoubtedly, I think it's a brighter passage to think that it's pretty lame. My dad was in the newspaper and stuff growing up. What does he do? He had an African nightclub in uh, Brisbane, like this yeah. club night, and it was an African themed Afro and Caribbean club night. And, you know, so he'd be on TV articles, TV stories on like, um, you know, SBS and ABC or he'd be doing cooking segments in the afternoon on sort of those sort of daily sort of style yeah. programs and he was in the newspaper. And I remember being in the newspaper, t- doing a photo with him and the photographer was like, you know, y- your sister on one side and you on the other and you'll both kiss him on the cheek. And I remember like just being like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's really like lame. It's going to be so, I mean, to look so silly in the, in the newspaper you know, I didn't even want to be in the newspaper. So I thought that was lame then. And now I've got the article and my sister's kissing dad on the cheek and I'm about an inch away from his face. And I'm like, you idiot, Matt. It looks so <laughs> bad. You could have, it could have been a really sweet picture. And you now you hero. ruined it. But yeah, you know, I just, I thought that was lame for a while. And now I think it's so cool. And I'm really proud of the stuff that he's done. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll brace myself for the, um, for the eye rolls, you know, the oily yeah. eyes for a while. Yeah, because it I'll is
0: going to happen.
1: What was your, what was your, what are you reckon your lowest point? in um COVID, in in covid was
0: um it was during quarantine in sydney here yeah. when i came over and um you know, when mentally you're prepared for something, because uh, I really enjoyed lockdown. I really enjoyed quarantine. I enjoyed staying for months and months with the children because I feel like I'm like a commercial fisherman. I go away for months at a time and then I come back and I bond with the kids and I'm there for a couple of months and then I leave again for a month yeah. so. so uh, but that's their reality, right? I used to feel a lot of mom guilt for it, but then a friend of mine whose dad is a commercial fisherman, she said, when she was little, her dad would go away for three months at a time, you know, on this fishing vessel, and then they would come back when the vessel is full. So it's just months at, at sea. And then when he'd come back, she'd get a surprise from her dad. She, <laughs> says, and she, was, she was in high school when she realised other kids' dads don't leave. Yeah, she, goes, right. and felt, she felt bad for them. She said they, they never got any surprises from the dad. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm in quarantine. I'm mentally prepared, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be away for two to three months at this point, depending on quarantine. And if there's an outbreak, blah, 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 like I'm prepared for it. So then I go into quarantine. The first day there, I realise I don't have a coffee mug. So I phone down, just these little tiny, like almost airplane tea cups that they have for coffee. And I travel with my own plunger, my own ground coffee. Like I need a good cup of coffee in the morning to start my day. To knock the bitch right out of me. So (laughs) I wake up, and there's no cup. So I phoned downstairs to the, and you can't order room service or anything, but I just needed a coffee mug. I said, can I please get a coffee mug? I only have a little cup. They go, we don't do that because it's COVID and it's not part of our COVID protocol. I go, I just need a coffee mug. And they go, yeah, but if we send you a mug, then we have to clean it. I go, how about I break it and pay you for the mug at the end? Just send me a mug. And they wouldn't. And then immediately I started fizzing out. I was like, fuck, okay, how, how am I getting a mug? Now, never mind the fact that I'm stuck in a little room for two weeks. I'm like, I need a coffee mug. This shit's going to go tits up quick. So I've only been in a hotel quarantine for four hours and now I'm starting to get angry. And then I phoned my manager Beck, and I said, look, I need a coffee mug. She goes, no problem. Uh, she gets on to a publicist, Hannah, which you know, yeah. Hannah Watkins. Uh, she's going to send a mug over. But what Hannah then does is she makes, she goes and gets a joke mug made with a photo of her and Beck on. But that's <laughs> (laughs) takes two days
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you're just going I just want a
0: coffee right now I don't need four I don't need to drink four of these little thimbles of coffee I just need a coffee mug to have a motherfucking coffee in (laughs) but then she sent the the joke mug which I then got two days later but in that two days I was just furious and I think just that anger for me because I get real worked up that anger was a real low point for me because I don't, when I get angry, I get good and angry, but I don't enjoy it.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And that's a low point for me. I don't enjoy sitting with that anger. Oh, <laughs> no, because then as soon as I got out, you know, when you've got a kid, so um, the boy was in in kindy. Well, he's still in kindy. You pick up any everything from them.
1: Um, oh, my God. We have been sick for a month. We've done so many quarantine. I've done... I personally have done eight COVID tests because of yes. Sophia and bringing home everything. Oh, they're, it's revolting! And it when you do the drop-off, and you see some kid with snot running down their face, and you're like, "Great, well, I'm going to be you sick wanna, now." You
0: want to rip their, their parents <laughs> the door of the jeep open and just punch them repeatedly <laughs> in the face and go, "Go fucking get that snot box, and put it back in the car seat, and go home." <laughs> no,
1: and then and then, but then you have those times when your kid like. You know, it's in the morning and you hear a cough and you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah, you're like if, your okay. <laughs> yeah, do not cough one more time. All right, wipe your nose and go in there. Whatever you have to do, stop your nose from running, please.
0: Yeah, you keep showing them the tissues. <laughs> t- you go now. Remember, if anything comes, you. wipe your nose, okay? You don't want them to. You don't want to get that call. And go, your kid's sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. No. No. I'm not the <laughs>
1: asshole. No, I'm not yeah, the asshole. It's, it's, Everyone else is the asshole. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But then I came out of quarantine, and of course now I've been. I just spent like twelve weeks in a room by myself, you know, and, and separated from other people. And if there was anyone else, they were wearing a mask and a shield. First day back with my kids, um, the boy had a snotty nose um, that just escalated during the day. I got sick, had to have a COVID test the next morning and went back into, uh, had to oh, isolate at no. home for a week. Without <laughs> for kids. a week? For a week, without the kids. Why? I had to get two. Uh, I don't know. They said I had to get two tests. It was just fucking insane. Oh no. Because I had come from overseas. They were scared it would be a false positive or a false negative or whatever.
1: Oh my God. That is that's yeah. You've done you've done some hard yards in this one.
0: I've baked all of the bread, I've finished all of the (laughs) corn. I've done
1: (laughs) you've you've literally clocked porn that's it you just finished it you beat the boss mate um, they play
0: they play monopoly at the end of every saying they're like oh no one will be watching this <laughs> after five minutes it's just them talking to each other <laughs>
1: I stopped. I've, I've, I had to quit porn. I couldn't do it. Why? I felt like it was having a detrimental effect on my, um, on my sex life. This yeah. is back in 2013 I, I, I stopped.
0: It does. It can actually break your penis. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if it can actually, you know, physically snap it. No, but, um, no,
0: physically. You can physically create a problem for yourself. I know this because a New Zealand comic, James Roque, did a show about how he basically broke his penis with
1: Oh really? Too much
0: porn. Yeah, there's a there's an actual uh, physical condition that can happen uh, with your penis. I, I think well, his penis is fine now. Side note, I think he's all right. But yeah, okay. There's something that can happen that can actually fuck you up physically if you watch too much porn. But do tell us about how porn fucked your life, man. Well, I don't this know. Is, I didn't. It didn't this really. The Guardian.
1: I just <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> I just, I just was like, oh, you know what? I'm not enjoying this anymore. And also, I, um, Oh, then there was, you know, there was ethics questions about, you know, sourcing it and where, it, where uh, being sure that the performers are getting paid properly and that they're aware of the content that's being my, distributed. you go and,
0: too deep into the hole. That's
1: when you <laughs> wank too much when you start thinking about this pie packet. <laughs> I just want to make sure, you know, as someone who's been an actor for 20 years now, you know, I, <laughs> I, I want my union to work hard for me and to make sure, sure that, uh, you know, I'm getting my royalties where they're due. So, yeah, I got a little bit self-conscious. I mean, it's not like a complete a complete, total absence ban, but I, I really don't uh, very, 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 very rarely. Um, but that's yeah. Me. Look,
0: I'm not into porn simply because I... Like you, ask too many questions. When I'm on there, and then that's, you know, you see the headers, like, it's too family orientated. It's like the dad is fucking the daughter. I know. The son, and I'm like, who is Why this is it this all? Shit? <laughs> no, I'm like, I, mean, please I can't stop, stop, stop thinking about it. I'm like, why is these sisters banging each other? And like, I think then immediately makes you think about my sister or my brother. I'm like, I can't do this shit. Then, uh, uh, let's stop talking about family and porn, and so we can all get back to porn
1: and have a healthy relationship. I know. What happened to, you know, two people went on a date and then they ended up having sex or something. They don't know each other. That they are attracted to each other and they like each other and they both office want to have form. sex. Okay, can we get back because, like, to
0: Office porn? There's yeah. Dave in accounts and Karen at reception, and he looks at her and then she says, Oh, I have a problem. I'm struggling to assemble a bookcase. And he goes, I'll come help you. And then he fucks her. How's that? <laughs> like, that's a storyline, right? They're there. not
1: related to each other. Not at all. There's, there's at no all. choking. It's all fine, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's too much. It is too much. And the violence, too. It's like,
1: ah, uh, it's scary. I get genuinely really scared about that in terms of, you know, when you look, think about what your kids are going to access. Because for me growing up, porn was like literally it was, you know, I'd go to the, like I'd go across the road to Tuong Village on a Saturday afternoon or something. You know, my mum would give me a few dollars to go and get some chips from McDonald's and I'd go across the road, I'd maybe play a video game and then I'd go into the news agency and I would look over the shoulder of some dude who was reading a Playboy magazine and I would maybe see some boobs and some pubes. And that was enough. Yeah, that was exciting. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was. It was super exciting. Yeah. And like now. Yeah. And now it's like there's just so much abuse. And I just get really like concerned. Yeah. Because and and the minute it says
0: Guy destroys girl. I go. Oh, that doesn't sound fun for her at all.
1: No, no, or no, he no. plows. No. So that's,
0: anything. Anything that's like, oh, he's going to fuck this chick up, or, or you see the woman's face, and I'm like, I know what joy looks like in the bedroom. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: that that's it. So yeah, it's it's freaking me out a little bit. I don't know what I don't know what's going to change in the next few years, or whether it's just going to get worse, or whether it's that thing where you know I'm like, oh, in my day we never saw you know anyone out of their yeah. petticoat. But, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it's going to be like for us. Like maybe that's going to be the new normal. I don't know. But anyways, no, hopefully.
0: My, I think you need to win another ARIA and um, knock out one of your acceptance speeches.
1: <laughs> Say like no to porn. In,
0: like you did in 2015. Because <laughs> I tell you what, uh, for our dear listeners, if you are not aware of this, um, you won ARIA for Best Comedy.
1: Best Comedy Release.
0: Yeah, in, in, in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2015. So six years ago. And your acceptance speech started off with hey, just by the way, there's no woman in this category. There's no, you know, even supporting artists, uh, you know, no woman on the lineup, full stop. So I think in the last six years, Uh, there's been a lot more diversity in lineups. Don't you agree? Like there's still some work to be done, but you can see there's been a vast fucking change, a big change in our industry. And you can see like, and and also there's a lot more guys getting vocal because that's the thing. Like women can talk and talk till we're blue in the face, but unless the guys go, hey, I'm not fucking doing a gig unless there's a bit more diversity on this, you know, because it doesn't take anything away from the guys. Guys already, you're going to get booked. That's what the bookers are doing. They're booking the guys. So if the guys are going, hey, unless there's more fucking women or, you know, more diversity on this lineup, I don't want to do your gig. You know, yeah. there's a huge problem if you look at a lineup and you go, hey, it's everyone like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. That's
1: but problem. it used to be like that. It used to so be like that. And it used to be a really standard lineup, mostly white dudes, except there'd be maybe be one spot that would be either a person of color or a woman that was kind of like, it was like the one diversity spot and now it's expected. And it's kind of really demanded of not just, not just, the performers but of the audience that it looks yeah. differently and that's and that's really good I mean that 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 comedy one was really pretty interesting because there was only one woman that I believe that had been nominated for the comedy I think in like the 15 years in the lead up, and it was yeah. like it was it was so few and I remember sitting there thinking oh, I've got to say something about this and at times you know it's funny when you're vocal about things like that it, it's a lot of people get angry with you as well cuz I think that you're doing it for some ulterior motive and they're like yeah. oh you know you want to pat on the back or he's trying to get a root or something yeah. like that and and it's like it like what you said if the guys aren't saying it as well then the, there's the there's the power's lost in that message if it's 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 going to it's going to be construed as whinging or something because the same thing yeah. happens with people of color. If we go, hey, there's why aren't there any brown people on this lineup yeah. or anything like that? People are like, uh, oh, it's brown people complaining again, you know. So yeah. it's got to come from both sides to actually yeah. change minds. Yeah, that was a that was a scary thing to to have to face the the you know, because there were people who were going, hey, well done. And then there was a lot of people going, How about shut the fuck up? And then yeah, there was people going, you called my friend a bitch in, you know, high school. You you, you can't yeah. say that stuff. And then you're like, okay, well, I, I'm not perfect. I'm just trying to change yeah. something here. I ended up hiding in my room for the next 24 hours because I was also, you know, pretty pretty ruined from the after party. And, and I was getting all these calls and people wanting to go, can you do a news article? Can you do, can you come on the radio? And I, and I it's just like, I don't know. I'm sure you have been, but, you know, when, when, you, when you're front page news, it's fucking scary, you know. It is scary. Even for a good thing, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone starts attacking you and everyone starts wanting to know your thoughts about stuff and you're like, fuck. Matt, you,
0: you wrote a book, right? How many books yeah. have you written? Just the but, one.
1: Just the one, but there's two versions of it. There's a teen version and there's an adult version. Oh, They're basically a, the same story, though.
0: You're such a show off, okay? We know you're talented, dude. Pick a lane, pick a lane and stay in it.
1: Uh, you know, I'd be, I wish I could, I wish I was great at one thing. You know, I do, I do pretty well at a lot of things. Uh, no, it'd be great good. to be great at one thing.
0: I think you're a great actor.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: And you've won comedy <laughs> awards, so I don't need to blow sunshine up your yeah, ass yeah, for well, that. All well, right. you know. We literally just talked about you winning an aria. Why do not you? Why did you pull a handbrake on your own selfie? Okay.
1: Oh, well, thank you for thank you for watching what I do.
0: Oh yeah, oh, I'm basically stalking you. You look so you look so peaceful when you sleep. <laughs> now, so you wrote a book. I wrote a book. You like you say yours is an autobiograph semi autobiographical.
1: Yeah, it's about a twelve year old boy trying to grow up, trying yeah. to you know just get through. But there is- aspects
0: life.
1: of your life in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's about a 12-year-old boy trying to, trying to, um, you know, get through high school while his mum dies of cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. Try to get, start high school, really. He's going into year eight. And, you know, that, that is definitely based on my life. Um, my yeah. mum died when I was 12 and I was just starting high school. So um, that sort of shook everything up in my world and flipped everything on its head. Um, but a lot of the other stuff in it, you know, my character, there's a lot of, Wild adventures that he goes on, and you know, realizations yeah. and stuff. So a lot of it is is just fun as well.
0: All right, let's get to the let's get to the meat and bones of this, mate. What about other people? Shit you to death.
1: Other people, or what about yeah. other people?
0: Yeah, what's the one thing that other people do that you go fucking stop?
1: Um, uh, in the current climate, I'm getting pretty frustrated with everyone's opinion on how to deal with COVID. Yeah. Um, I, I just everyone's hot take, yeah. and I and and you know they're like, oh, you know what Australia should have done is this, and I'm like, I know that you can't even fill out a tax return. Like you, you haven't yes. got your own shit together. You, how the fuck are you gonna solve a yeah. worldwide pandemic by sitting on Twitter? You're not. So shut up and yeah. actually just either listen to what the advice we're being given, or or. Just stay out of it, you know? Yeah. Like that's like it kills me.
0: Yeah, people then go for like fuck Dan Andrews or fuck Gladys. Yeah, I know, like, and they're having I'm all
1: like, these
0: like. <laughs> they're literally just following health advice to keep your dumb fucking ass alive.
1: <laughs> I know, right? That's the thing and it's like, I get so angry about it. all these all these geniuses on Twitter who cannot barely keep their own job together, criticising everyone who's trying to do the right thing and proper full-blown experts who have data to back them up and that, that, that's what's really killing me at the moment. That's what shits me at the moment.
0: Yeah, or a woman on my Facebook yesterday said the Australian government is just doing all of this shit um, and they know that they have to do what they're doing now with the lockdown and the bad um, rollout so that they can win the next election. I go, so just to be clear, <laughs> you're saying... The Australian government (laughs) came up with a global pandemic to win the next election.
1: I know. Like, like I love, like I love a conspiracy theory. Don't get me wrong. Like, I absolutely froth on a good conspiracy theory. I'm still not convinced we went to the moon. All right. That's fine. So (laughs) I've
0: questioned so many questions. Earth is round, (laughs) vaccines work, and the pandemic
1: wasn't a fucking planned thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, right? Like, like I love questioning everything, but man, it's like I can't get. I can't get eight people into a Zoom categories meeting. So to coordinate a worldwide <laughs> pandemic, yeah. it's just insane. It's insanity to think that that somehow has been orchestrated.
0: And also this this is the only thing that with well, the moon thing that keeps me believing that yeah, it, it must be it must be true. <laughs> and the same with a pandemic, it is what it is, someone i bat bet um, because someone would have gossiped by now.
1: I know. Like someone would have had to have like, just got oh, no, another totally didn't like, yeah. Yeah. Like I know that's why, that's why like, um, I never believe those conspiracies where it's like, oh, they're just disaster actors, you know, like, oh, some disaster never actually happened. They're just, they're just disaster actors photoshopped. It's like, when have you ever met an actor that hasn't bragged about their work? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, that's the first thing any actor does is come out and be like, oh, you should have seen this gig I did, you know, out there yeah. where we had to pretend that I had more, you know, blood on my face yeah. or whatever. It's like. it
0: will be all over Instagram that yeah. day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Insta live, hey, checking yeah, out, filming. I've
0: seen, I've seen people sign um, <laughs> the, the confidentiality clause on a contract on an Insta live, okay? Like, it's. <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> These people cannot talk the fuck up. Yeah, no, that's the only thing that makes you go, I, I think, I guess we were on the moon. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. I mean, what's the one thing about you that shits you to death? Mm. Should we get your partner on?
1: Yeah, she would. <laughs> She would probably. I mean, she'd have a lot to say. I bet she 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 really <laughs> hates the way I cough at the moment because I because oh. I like I got taught in acting school not to like clear your throat and cough too much. So all that like <clears throat> too much it can damage your voice. Yeah. So I do a lot of like breathing out, heavy breathing out when I feel like I've got stuff in my chest, and it's it's like I just end up going like <gasps> <sighs> like next oh to her. God. In the in oh, yeah, the bed, no. and she's like, "And you're Shut still alive? Fuck up, please!" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm trying to preserve my voice." And she's like, "You're not acting at the moment, okay? Just cough." Yeah. So it's it's, she it's pretty just give embarrassing. You some <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, uh the fact that I refuse to give up being a rapper is pretty, uh pretty, you know, embarrassing as well. I guess at times I just I'm just like I'm still going to keep rapping. Yeah. Um, why would and you I, not? Well, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like, it's never really, it's never really blown up for me. It's never really taken off, but I just, I like doing it a lot. So I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. It's like I guess it's that, swimming. it's that kind of dog headedness, what is it? Bull headedness or whatever yeah. that I have that I think um, that I, that I refuse to kind of give up on something to my detriment quite a lot.
0: Yeah. But I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. Like I, I recently broke my collarbone. I had to have so- surgery because I don't. I do no risk assessment. I'm, I'm very impulsive. I just go, "Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it." And then I got into a bad accident because I did that. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I had this day while I was in hospital thinking, "I could kill myself." You know, like I don't think about anything. I just think, "Yeah, yeah. sounds great. Let me do it." Um, and I really need to do more risk assessment. But then my manager said you know, as much as you feel like pulling back at the moment, that's also part of why you are where you are. Because
1: yeah. you, you have no fear. And it gets you into all these situations that are like, that. that's where half of the, the energy yeah. and the excitement comes from.
0: Yeah. So I say stuff like that that you go, I mean, it's not really paying off. No, I mean, I'm never going to be in the Olympics, but there's still stuff that I love doing. Like I love cycling and I love swimming. You'd think I'd be a fucking size eight. I'm not, but I love it. I'm never going to stop. Yeah, uh, even if I broke the other side, like I'll do it. I'll just keep doing, you know. Like um, so, do it. Yeah,
1: and crying. I also seem to. Oh, what else? I mean, there are there are a lot of other things, I guess, that I do that my partner. I miss things when I'm washing up. Like, yeah, but it's not
0: about what she finds frustrating for you. It's about what you find frustrating for yourself. You go, oh, okay. Oh, I wish I okay. could. Everyone's partner hates stuff about them. The same (laughs) stuff that you love in the beginning, like, oh, you've got a bit of toothpaste there, you silly billy. Like, after (laughs) six years, you go, wipe the shit off your mouth, you dumb cunt.
1: (laughs) Stop breathing. yeah so I mean I can't think of it I can't think of anything immediately um I you know I probably talk too loud at times again but that's just like that's them that's, that's what part you said. of who Your I am thing so. is you're,
0: you're great you can't come <laughs> up with the thing that really frustrates me about myself is how perfect I am
1: <laughs> yeah 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 this is a job interview yeah, yeah. Um, my yeah. only fault is I have no fault
0: yeah yeah um yeah, nah, as soon sure as we that. hang
1: up I'll be like oh of course yeah I'll, yeah. I'll I'll go to leave and I like have forgotten my keys. i be like, ah, oh, that's yeah. what I just said. Yeah, you forgot to
0: take your headphones off and rip your own neck, <laughs> so you can't sleep well <laughs> for three days.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to eat better, drink less, and exercise more. That's probably what I'd love to do.
0: Yeah, but that's um, like they should write that on the bottom of every flag after this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Put down the bread and the booze.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been too easy for me to drink too much and uh, and yeah and and eat too much as well. It's like I keep giving myself that whole like, well, there's a pandemic. You're allowed to. Yeah, it's like, yeah. are you allowed to? It's been a year and a half, Matt.
0: Oh no, I think you are. You know what? I I um as a as a big old fatty, I you know, you sort of I sort of have that thing where I go. Why do I do it? You know, when sometimes you look at yourself, you go, "Why am I doing this? Or why am I this? Or why don't I work out more? Why do I?" And then I read this article that this woman wrote, and um, she had lost a lot of weight. She had gastric band surgery and stuff, and she goes, "Nothing has changed for her mentally. She's still a big girl inside, even though she's skinny on the outside now." She goes, "Well, what she realizes now, what she didn't realize then, is she never gave her body any credit." She says, like, she should have, you know, saluted her body and herself, go, you're big because that's how you're coping at the moment. That's what you need. So that's what you do. Every time you overeat or every time you have – you know, those lazy days where you go, I'm just not fucking doing shit today. She goes, that is your coping mechanism. Yeah. She goes, other people drink. Other people beat their partners. Other people exercise too much. or too She goes, so you need to stop and just salute your body and go, thank you for helping me cope. This is how you're coping. Yeah, it's um, And whatever keeps you alive, you know, and I mean, if that's what you have to do is eat a bit more bread and drink a bit more to we're through this and then at least you're, and this is like what I say to my mom, every time she goes, I think I'm getting dementia or Alzheimer's I go as long as you're still worried about it you don't have a problem
1: yeah yeah
0: so you're thinking about it you're fine
1: yeah I am definitely thinking about it but yeah yeah you know you know what you're right yeah that's it Burgers and beers after this. Mate, you are fine. I've earned it.
0: (laughs) Burgers and beers and figure out how to do that voice to text thing on your
1: computer.
0: (laughs) That's your homework for the day. (laughs) Hi, mate. It's been amazing. It's nice catching up with you. I feel like I've missed everyone because we're not doing festivals or anything. I know.
1: That's enough already.
0: Shut up. Oh, shush.